0: Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary, moral, and ethical values, and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherboneau.
1: Hey, everybody. Glad you're with us tonight as we enter into what I think is going to be a very interesting program tonight. Uh, You don't have to think a lot about what to talk about, do you? I mean, last week we were talking about the trucker convoy, the last two weeks actually, and and the implications of that. What does it mean to be God-fearing people? And how do you protest properly if you were against uh, certain things and for whatever the freedom convoy was all about? Whatever, the freedom convoy has caught uh, wind in the states as well. And maybe some of our American friends are going to call in as there is a convoy driving to uh, the capital in DC. And as we process all of that, suddenly the whole conversation about COVID has finally taken a backseat. Now I'm a news junkie, like all of you know, and I uh, watch the news and to be honest, I just was so worn hearing COVID every night and the stats and this, that or the other, and wondering, is it true, is it not true? And, and is this what a uh, former President Trump would call uh, fake media, fake news, or is it real? And then you try to process all the ins, outs and about. But one thing we can't deny is what is taking place in Ukraine. So tonight I thought we'll take some time to just to unpack some of those things. I'd like to talk a little bit about fear and how it shapes us. Uh, I want to pray for the people in Ukraine. I want to pray for the peace uh, of the world and especially of Europe right now, because uh, you know, with 44 million people, in Ukraine, they got their independence from Moscow in 1991. This is a wake-up call to the world. I mean, the first time I have really heard the phrase World War III has been this past week. Um, if you're a Ukrainian listener or you have relatives or friends in Ukraine, I'd love for you to call in and just tell me what you are hearing. Um, I heard fr- uh, a video from a pastor Uh, who we support at North End Church, and he lives in Ukraine and uh, what he said was very discouraging. Um, The number to call tonight is 1-800-684-2848. 1-800 is the long distance number, 1-800-684-2848. And then uh, for all our Buffalo fans, it is 883-5000, 883-5000. Now think with me for a moment. What I, what I want to talk about is what are your thoughts and saying, well, thoughts about what? So let, let's just unpack it, um, <clears throat> has NATO and let's pick on Canada and the States. Are they doing enough? Uh, it's, it's kind of seems to me like they're trying to, uh, appease a lion with a feather. Um, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I've been listening actually in Canada where with the liquor control board, they're saying they're going to pull all Russian vodka off the shelves. And uh, well, I think I appreciate the sentiment. I'm saying, really, is that worthy of headline news? Um, Is that what we want to be talking about? Oh, we'll call our friends in Ukraine and say, hey, we pulled uh, Russian vodka off the the liquor shelves. We're not going to sell it for a while. Maybe that is more symbolic. I could be all wrong. Help me out with that. I'm not making fun of anybody who's done that. I'm glad we're doing it. I think that we need to take really strong measures. I only wish the government had done things much sooner. I wish they had sent uh, armaments and shipments and uh, engaged in more diplomatic talks. Um, Yeah, it's so easy just to sit back and now we're saying, oh my goodness, what is going on? love to get your thoughts on it tonight. And, uh, maybe you've, you know, people in the Ukraine call in, I uh, we'd like to hear what it is that they're going through. What do you know about? The number is 800-684-2848. 684 2848 And then in Buffalo, uh, 883-5000. Um, you know, as we ponder the whole situation. It is easy to go back and forth on the matters and say, has government done enough? Did they do enough quick enough? Do they need to pull out the guns? And how do you fight fire with good words? Or do you need to fight fire with fire? Should they be sending in the military? Those are tough things. People's lives are at stake. Um, I don't know what you think about the president of Ukraine. But he is basically saying, you know, in the one video, he said, this might be the last video that you see of me. He's, uh, he's fighting to the death. And I was listening to the news today. He is inspiring his people. But really, we know that, you know, at the end of the day, Russia uh, has them outmanned and outgunned. Um, What a tragic and senseless loss of life. Uh, My heart is broken. Uh, I haven't been to war. But I had a father who spent uh, 27 years in the Canadian military and he uh, in World War II and the Korean War. And it was very interesting as he saw the atrocities and the hardships of what people endured. I don't ever really remember him talking about it, he just kept it to himself. <clears throat> and it seems again that that script is being written all over Europe right now. Where will it stop? And, and what do we do with this? Well, I'm, I want you to know that as much as these are dark times, that God's word has a message for these times. And I think in Psalm 27 uh, verses 1 to 4, David talks about the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And uh, he says, you know, I love the next verse. Well, actually it's verse three. I'm just opening up my Bible here. He said, though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me. Yet will I be confident. David was the man who had not only killed the giant Goliath, but he had led the nation of Israel into many, many battles. And, um, and in the midst of all that, I don't think it was that he was not afraid he was. He knew that as he turned to God and as he rested in Him, that there would be peace for his soul, and that was. That's the legacy that he's passing on, and uh, later on tonight in the program, I want to talk about legacy. Depending on who all calls in tonight, uh, but we want to talk together just about how we how we process these things. How do we process the evil that's going on? How do we process the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy, when uh, it seems like. Our voice is not being heard and regardless of what side of the of the, the debate you're on, that's not the issue right now. The, the issue for me tonight is what do you have to do for your voice to be heard in a democratic country? And how do you do that if you claim to be a follower of Jesus? How do you speak truth in a positive and wholesome way? I think those are big things. Hey, the number to call tonight, we got a caller right now, we're going to take it in a moment, is 1-800-684-2848. And that's our long-distance number. Get on the phones and call in at 883-5000. And I want to put it out right now, not near the end of the program, that if you need prayer for something, why don't you call in? We'd be glad to pray for you. Last week, we had a—I just had a sense in my spirit we were to pray for a lady who had a debilitating headache on the left side of her head. And uh, God just put that impression on my heart. And I said, call in if that's you. And she called in and we prayed for her. And then that lady got back to me the next morning and wrote me an email. And she said, you know, I was lying down in the passenger seat of the car. My headache was so bad. And uh, my sister was driving and we were listening to the radio program. But she said, after we prayed, God healed her. God healed her. I was so encouraged by that as we've seen many answers to prayer and you know what I'm really encouraged about right at this very moment. I threw a, what do they call it? Um, a, a long ball out to a friend of mine in Alberta, uh, Vaheen King. And Vaheen's been on the program before. She was Miss Wheelchair Canada. Uh, along with that, she's got her own website. She's got her ministry where she speaks to encourage people. And Vaheen's on the line, and I think she's going to weigh in a few things. Hey, Vaheen, thanks for calling. How are you doing?
2: Oh, Mike, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've uh, been listening a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm glad you had mentioned not to, we're not here to take sides because man, I tell you, it, 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 but yet we have to take a side. So, what is this all about, right?
1: Yeah. Are you thinking especially about Ukraine or? Just everything in general.
2: Well, actually, um, I do have uh, two friends in the Ukraine. um, And I met them on the world stage when I was in Poland for the the Miss World Beauty Pageant. And so obviously, my heart's been going out to them and and connecting. And, like, literally, they're terrified. And, like, you know, uh, bombs another like you know i got a uh, we're in a group message with all the girls uh from each of the countries around the world and you know i'm uh, getting the message and being bombed right you know like uh five to ten kilometers from my house and you know it's it's scary like and you feel helpless
1: you feel very helpless you know just before we jump back into ukraine um you're, you're able to speak on issues of fear and being helpless and being caught off guard just just tell our listeners uh, a little bit about your backstory for those that haven't heard you on the radio before or seen you on our TV program. Just a, just a little bit of your backstory so they can appreciate the uh, the confidence with which you can speak to life and death issues. What's your story?
2: Wow. Well, speaking of life and death, uh, I literally had a virus that almost took my life. And uh, the cliff notes and the bullet point, I guess, uh, for sake of time is, I've had a life-altering virus. Um, I've walked through infidelity, uh, through uh, the paralysis, um, the paralysis that um, left me as a person now with a disability, and all of those things that I felt got taken from me. um, I just ended up as this broken person that lost who I was, and so... When you lose your identity and lose who you are, you start, like, grasping, especially when you start taking God as the equation. I just started, like, grasping at everything to try to fill this void that uh, was missing in my life. And, I, I you know, I, I, I miscarried uh, twins when my husband and I were trying to trying to work through marriage issues. And so, yeah, infidelity... Anger at God, um, you know, because I've only wanted to love and serve Him, and all this brokenness, all this pain. But Mike, I came to the, the the end of myself when I realized that, listen, like God, I'm trapped in all of this stuff. And if if I've ever known You to be true in my life, be true now like i'm just gonna give you everything i'm like you know when they say all in i got nothing else to lose I, i've i gambled away all of my free passes and everything and i got nothing else <laughs> to lose i'm like god like i'm all in like here good luck with that and i was expecting to walk away uh without my marriage and a broken life of emptiness and wow. he literally because i was willing to say you know what i messed up uh acknowledge where i messed up and you know Because, you know, Mike, I I do believe that it is easier to walk away, to turn a blind eye when things are going wrong, when things are going bad, uh, because we don't really um, have the strength to face our own uh, demons. We don't have uh, the uh, the strength to let go of our pride to admit you were wrong. And so I had to face all of it. And that was the only way I was able to rebuild and come back fighting stronger, because once you once you're weighed under that kind of pressure of like loss of identity and you know like the ugliness that comes when you allow sin to like reign in your life uh and you realize that you can not only come back from that but you can thrive in that that's what uh that's what makes me face fear a little differently than uh, than i used to in this especially in this time more than ever
1: Yes, well, thank you for just giving us uh, the brief highlights and as we're doing the program tonight, uh, I don't know how long you're going to stay on, but um, I'm going to keep you on until you're ready to quit. (laughs) um, Let's just throw this out here because uh, I do trust Vaheen and I know she's able to handle and field calls and uh, she does that as a professional speaker and and someone that people turn to as a a confidant uh, as she speaks hope and truth into people's lives. Um, we're going to take the whole subject and, and maybe there's something that Vihina said, whether it's uh, from infidelity or, uh, you know, she's had a physical paralysis. Maybe you've had some kind of emotional paralysis and you just don't feel like you can move on. Um, this is a lady that you can talk to. So if you want to call in, the number is 800 684 2848 684 2848 or 883-5000. And uh So we're just going to continue to talk about uh, Ukraine and we're going to talk a little bit about the Freedom Convoy. And uh, let's just talk about, you know, how do people how are we supposed to live out our faith? I mean, if I was in the streets of Ukraine uh, and, you know, uh, between 18 and 60, they're being conscripted, the men, the men are told to stay and fight. Um, what do you feel about things like that when that's put to you and all of a sudden you have to fight for freedom? Do you have any thoughts on that? that? That's a tough one for me.
2: Oh, it, it is a tough one. And, uh, like, I dare not say, you know, pray more or whatever, um, to those people that are, um, losing like their freedoms and all the rest, uh,
1: but I do refugees. know that a pastor, I heard from a pastor today, and he talked about uh-huh. even in the last two days as people are moving to the fringe parts of the country, that they're taking in all sorts of refugees. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that the church is functioning. The church is, of Jesus Christ is, is there to comfort and bind up the brokenhearted. Uh, th- that's yes. a huge thing, isn't it?
2: That, it is a huge thing, Mike. And, it, it, like it. you know, praying more or supporting more. Doesn't mean that it's going to go away, but it's 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 giving peace and refuge for those people in those uh, in those situations. But I believe that we, uh, when we feel helpless, I believe for myself, I've been praying for more, um, uh, praying for more breakthroughs, praying for our government. Uh, you know, like says, um, have we done enough? Like I, I, I exactly. wanted to also pose the question. Um, <laughs> And uh, I I, I spoke earlier this week, and and I am not going to get into what I feel politically because I know it's a mess, right? But I wonder, us as a church and as a body of believers, I wonder how much time is spent in our prayer closet praying for Justin Trudeau versus getting on our soapbox and bashing the man. Like, are we praying that if there's anybody that has any influence in his life, uh, are they going to like? Is God going to raise somebody up to be an influence, or is God going to use him in spite of him? To, Good to, to point. I have, like, I'm not. I don't have a word. Like, this is not. Uh, but I do believe that uh, if we're not praying and just complaining, then we don't really have anything to go on. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you
1: remember? Know what I, you're I don't saying? If people are listening. Here's what we're going to do, Vaheen. Uh, if- we got to take a quick break. Okay. So save that yeah. thought. We got a quick break. We already got a caller waiting to call in. We want to encourage other people to call in. 800 684 2848 883 Vaheen King is on the line with me. We're going to be right back after a short break.
3: Stay tuned. Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva, Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible.
4: Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv.
0: Welcome back to Open Mike with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000.
1: Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight on the program as we're talking about Ukraine, we're talking about the trucker convoy. And I'm glad that uh, we have my uh, friend and guest, uh, Viheen King is with us calling in from Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, yeah, Vaheen, yeah. we're gonna jump right away. We're gonna take a call together, okay? So yeah, fasten your awesome. seatbelt. Awesome. Yeah. We got Polly calling in. Hi, Polly, what are your thoughts tonight?
5: Hey there, um, your guest is inspiring. I, I so appreciate what she's uh, sharing. Um, I think we just have to be, just in general, very um, prayerfully discerning between the treacher, yeah. uh, global problems and with the war breaking out, Ukraine, Russia. It's, um, it's really hard to know exactly, you know, how we behave and and think about all this. Um, it, it's wrong. Well, and I do you have an opinion? Yeah. Do you have an
1: opinion? Is, is well, Russia the treacher- in the right?
5: Well first I, I do know that NATO is not in that in historically been a force for good uh, they did civilian um, bombing in Serbia on civilians um, and and other Libya I believe just in general they don't have the best track record and, and war is war is hell in general there's no usually good uh, aspects uh, of war and uh, but I, I but the Ukrainian um, president who's in there now the one before that in 2014 there was a coup in america victoria newland and people operatives they installed somebody so ukrainian ukrainian area of uh, ukraine just seems to be um, a hub of like a troubled area in general politically wise and all that and i do know that there's something we get 90 percent over 90 percent of some Raw material from Ukraine for semiconductors. Uh, So,
1: yeah, uh, no, it's
5: uh, go ahead. I think
1: I think Fahin's going to jump in. No,
2: no, I was just I was agreeing. No, I was agreeing. That's good.
5: Keep going. You you know, I want to know why when I was a kid in American school, public school, we were never even told we knew Russia, Soviet was communism. We never learned about the Holodomor. We never learned about what happened in Ukraine, and I find that kind of strange. I don't know if in Canada you guys learned about that.
1: Well, uh, you're testing all my ancient history. Oh, no. I got to oh, go no. back quite a ways, <laughs> but at least we're in the clue now. And uh, what are we to do? And our responsibility, Paul. I want to thank you for calling in. Got a last comment. Um, What's happening with the um, Freedom Convoy in the States? Tell us about that. Do you know anything about it? Yeah. If you don't, that's okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. we've had, um, in our area in Buffalo, we've had people in, in solidarity solidarity and uh, rallying at the Peace Bridge um, okay. and um, in solidarity with the truckers and what they're doing. And we are, some people say it's a bad idea. It's going to just stop supplies. It's already bad as it is. But I think we're at a do or die. And the fact that, that Trudeau decided to actually use the force he did you know like they have in france um right. it's i don't know if he's using nato but there was a un plane spotted in canada but freezing people. no nato
1: is not involved nato is not involved but uh well, canadian yeah anyways
5: but but that's he it's like he's using very strong arm tactics in um yeah it it I think, though, it, it is, Amer- is not just Americans; the worldwide, we do need to um, kind of stand ground, but be, you know, prayerfully discerning because it's it's um, it's rough out there to know is by, by point. Uh, with God's discernment what exactly we are to be fighting for. We don't want to we don't want to fight on the wrong side of things either. So it's it's rough, it's rough.
1: Polly, no. thank you for your call tonight appreciate That's it right. so much. Yeah. Hope you call oh, back. Uh, so yeah, Vaheen, as we, as we talk through that, um, one of the things I wanted to throw out to our callers is that, um, it's very interesting to hear different people's opinion. And, um, even if we, we wear the flag, same flag, we can look at things differently. We can see things, we get influenced and shaped by different things, but it would seem to me that, um, we have a real difficulty in standing up and saying uh, certain things are oppressive, certain things are evil, we want free speech, we want freedom for all, and yet there's no accountability, there's no right or wrong. And yet, talk to me about this, Vahim. God's Word is filled with absolutes, isn't it?
6: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now this... um... I don't know how this is going to come out exactly. So I hope it comes out in the wash. And if I say something wrong, I pray that uh, grace will cover me and I'll ask for forgiveness or whatever. Um, But as far as being discerning and like, where do you stand? When do you stand? How do you stand? How strongly do you stand? When do you speak? When do you not speak? I think that like our guests that came on and we already talked about, yeah, like, we don't want to over-spiritualize things, Mike, but I'm telling you that if we're, if we're not in tune with Holy Spirit, we will run off half-cocked and cause more trouble than we should, um, and when you're following and you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what God is leading you to do, sometimes it's going to appear as though you're siding with culture. Sometimes it's going to appear that you're a religious nut. Hopefully, you know, but you know what I'm saying. It just it it it, God is going to like ask you to do some interesting things, or or call you to go support a a, a cause, or go and support an individual that doesn't make sense. And I mean, I think about Daniel, right? And then I think about Deborah. Those were two people in the Bible that uh, had because of their connection with the Lord, people turned to them because they knew. Insight and wisdom that the very elite people in the world in their times did not have. And so when you talk about government doing the wrong thing or, you know, these people not doing the right thing, they're doing the best they can with what they know. And, well, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, <if that laughs> might I don't know if that's an accurate statement. But if people who know how to pray know and believe that God has power to change things that we can never do in our striving or our bickering— should we be praying more for those things to happen? When we feel helpless, We'd, I don't have any control over the government. I can only control me and what I can do. But, but you I can pray, pray, right? So we can it, pray. I can pray. And, you and know what was interesting like, to me, prayer.
1: One of the things that I've watched in the news lately, in mainstream news, and if people are talking about prayer or spiritual things, they oftentimes don't want to give that any airtime but they were actually referring and showing pictures of Ukrainian people praying very powerful picture of some pastors and leaders in the square on their knees in prayer. And, uh, yeah. as I, as this Ukrainian pastor reached out to me today, he said, please have your people pray because Ooh. prayer does change things. Just before we go to the break, uh, we got Marie calling in and uh, we're going to take her call and, uh, Thanks, Marie, for calling. What are your thoughts on the subjects tonight?
7: Oh, which, I was just getting the, the thing ready here. I wanted to get the scripture.
1: Um, we have to be brief. we know, only got about two minutes just, just, to the break.
7: Oh, just like um, in the Old Testament, David never spoke against King Saul. You know, he just mm, uh, so respected them. And that's what God wants us to do with ours. It says in in Timothy, exhort first of all that supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. So, if all God's people would pray more for the government, because they need to be saved, uh, they need salvation as well, and uh, and so to pray for them that uh, they'll be God fearing and recognize that they are accountable to God for each decision and act, and that uh,
1: Christ So here's be the, the question. Um, Let me ask you the question. The question is, do you not speak up if somebody is doing something wrong? I mean, it's one thing to show respect uh, for the authorities that are over us, and but do you think that we do, we have a place where we need to say what you're doing is wrong?
7: Well, yeah, of course, but in, in a proper way, in a respectful way.
1: How do you, okay, Vaheen, that, what, what does that look like for you? What, what does that look like for you? How, how do we speak truth?
7: Well, with love, we an argument, we love. And, and, and kindness. And you just tell them, hey, you need to repent of that. You need, you, you know, I just pray that um, they'll come to know the Lord and, and that uh, they'll be granted wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from God and that christ will be the commander-in-chief but if not you know what's what's happening is a wake-up call from god too and god is still in control i'm gonna trust him and i pray for the Mm -hmm. ukraine people every day for their salvation that they'll return to the lord to what's going on many of them have though
1: many of them have We, we we don't we fail to understand that many there's many ukrainian believers uh probably more so per capita in ukraine than even in canada and uh, that's just, I think we have to get a bigger picture. Uh, Vaheen, you talked to us. Just talk to us for a moment about what do you do in the face of evil? Do you call it out, or do you just go into your room and pray, or do you do both?
2: Uh, well, obviously, both is the answer. Um, like you think about if, if someone is being abused and you know someone is being abused, do you yep. do you do you just go on and, and just pray that somebody else will? Well, no, if I can, if you if are I can giving that open door, them. right? Yeah. So, like, you you, you, you have to fight the, like, for you, the helpless, right? But it, it's 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 interesting. Also, a pastor pastor of mine, he said, uh, "You have the right to call somebody on something if you have their their cell phone number and you know their last name." Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people are out there thinking that they know the answer and confronting people that they don't really have access. to to be confronting, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, in, in political, there's there's certain people in places that have authority to speak to things. In, in our in our families, in our, in, in our circles, there are people in, around us that um, we have access to and then there's other people that they won't hear what we have to say. And so like, um, if we do have that open door and we remain silent, then we are held accountable. And so there's gonna be a lot of people held sure. accountable um, and we can only do our part. And when we can't, pray for those people uh, to have the strength to hold more people accountable and to confront those things that need to be confronted.
1: And here's what we got to you know, do, ladies. I got to jump in. Awesome. Yeah. We're out of yeah. time. We're at the halfway mark. Marie, thanks for calling. Hope you'll call back again soon. We appreciate your comments. And Vahin, just before we go to the break, and, and then we'll sign off with you as well, I wonder if you would pray uh, into this whole situation. Uh, let's just pray. Would you pray for the situation in Ukraine and for, uh, the people there, if you would pray for us and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. That was fantastic. Love your comments tonight. So I'll let you pray and then I'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, well, God, um, we just come to you, uh, for Ukraine, all of our friends, uh, acquaintances, people, people that we do know, we don't know. God, we know that there's fear. Uh, and God, that uh, we pray that you will comfort and calm any anxious hearts. But God, we come against this war. We come against all these uh, the unrest through the government, through the people. God, I pray that uh, we will rise up a people that will pray for more unity and pray for more peace. But God, I also pray for the people that are to stand in the gap the people that are to stand up and say no, the people that have the authority to make these decisions, to to, to call out things that are uh, supposed to change. God, I pray that you will give them supernatural strength and courage to be able to do what needs to be done in Jesus' name, to be able to break whatever needs to be broken. And God, us who are in Canada, wherever we're listening from, that feel hopeless. God, I pray that you will also give us spiritual stamina, spiritual stamina of love to love the unlovable, spiritual uh, stamina to be able to have joy and, and bring peace into situations that are chaotic and, and and causing disunity. God, I pray that our presence, that when we enter a room, God will be able to seek peace. And so, God, we can yeah. only do what we can, but right now in our world, we need a lifting, a breakthrough, and we trust that you will bring breakthrough in your name.
1: Amen. And, Vaheen, thanks for listening, for listening, for praying, and for listening, and for calling in tonight. We appreciate it so much. You've been talking. I've been talking, and Vaheen has been talking. Vaheen King from Edmonton. And, Vaheen, what's your website? Just give it out so everyone can uh, in the world can call you and get a hold of you.
2: Yes, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Um, my website is org. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure
1: fantastic thank you you're listening to open mic with mike sherbano we're going to be right back after a short break
4: real life unedited authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new tv show called the perspective the perspective with mike sherbano airs daily across canada and brings to your screen authors musicians bloggers and more all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv.
3: Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Welcome
0: back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or
1: 883-5000. Hey, everybody. We're glad you're back with us again. And uh, you know what? It's interesting, the, um, the program taking its own unique shape as it does every week. Uh, I actually thought there'd be more people calling in uh, talking about Ukraine And uh, maybe you still want to call in. You got the number there, 800-684-2848. Maybe you have family that are there. Uh, Share with us what they're going through. Um, Perhaps uh, you got strong feelings still on the whole COVID issue and the masking and the unmasking. Things are looking like they're going to lift in Canada, a lot of restrictions. But in the same breath, has our freedom been taken away? Are we really a democratic country? And, and how do you express things? A lot of people would say that the Freedom Convoy did it the wrong way because in expressing their own opinions, they really pushed against the rights of other people. I think there's some validity in that comment. Um, I'd love for you to call in and give me your thoughts on that. You know, some people said, well, you know, in order for our voice to be heard, we had to do something uh, drastic to get everybody's attention. Uh, was there a better way? Was there another way? I mean, certainly in the Ukraine, uh, Putin has gotten the whole world's attention. And, uh, and everybody is looking to him. Everybody has an opinion of him. Uh, I think most in the Western world would, you know, it, the opinion is anything but good. So if you have thoughts on that, I'd love for us to to talk about it because I think that it's when we dialogue together that we begin to process our faith and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Because many times Jesus spoke truth in in ways that confronted people. There are also times when he was silent, especially when he was going to the cross. He didn't deny for a moment who he was or his mission, but there was a point where he was silent. There was also a place, though, where he spoke very clearly. We see the apostle Paul on trial for his faith, speaking passionately and clearly. And uh, and then there are other times when that platform was taken away from him, but even when he was in jail, God used him. And I think as we try to process where is God in the midst of this, that we realize that more often than not, we are called to trust God, to be people who walk by faith. And there are many times we do not understand But here's where I would like to go uh, for the next 20 minutes or so. I wanna take you to a verse that I spent some time on this week. It's in the 23rd Psalm. It's a Psalm of great comfort uh, where David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For many people right now, that valley is a reality. That's what people are facing. We're somewhat removed from it here in Canada and the States. Uh, We do see evil flaring up and the loss of life, but we're seeing it now on large levels. Um, I'm also intrigued with the fact that people who had fled Ukraine, some of the men are turning around and they're coming back saying, I'm going to fight for my country. What an interesting legacy to leave for their children to say, my dad fought, my dad um, did his part. What do you think it means to do your part? Uh, I almost ponder what legacy means. And uh, as I think about legacy, I come to what David says in the final verse of that Psalm 23. And do you remember he said in verse five, you set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. So for someone to set a table before them in the presence of their enemies, that'd be nuts. Who in the right mind sits down to a feast? Unless, of course, you know who it is that is setting the table. And when David talks about this, remember, he's the shepherd boy. He is referring to coming into the protective care of a group of shepherds that were known as the Bedouin shepherds. If you came within their campfire, within if you were well within their ranks, they would take care of you. They would protect you. Abraham, in the Old Testament, he was a Bedouin. And uh, there was one point where his nephew Lot and many others were carried away by five kings in their armies. Abraham rounded up his 318 servants and he went and he whipped their butts and, uh, and he captured back his nephew Lot and brought him home safe and sound. Um, that's the Bedouin shepherd. And when David says, you set a table before me, the only way you can sit down and be at peace, and it's a picture of a festive moment. So he says, Even though the enemy is outside, there's still a place of joy inside when we know we're being taken care of by the Bedouin shepherd. And the Bedouin shepherd, of course, is a a picture of the Lord Jesus himself. It's a very powerful, powerful picture. And it's in that context, David says, you anoint my head with oil. That would be symbolic of a special guest coming to the meal. You would anoint them in Middle Eastern times. And David is saying, I'm like the special guest. And there's all sorts of chaos out there, but you anoint my head with oil. And he says, my cup runs over. It's a place of plenty. And when life wants to rob you of all its joy, um, and Vaheen talked about things in her own life. I was reading uh, about uh, a person this week who was robbed of so much. Uh, because of sexual and physical abuse that was done to them. But God is still able to replenish so that the cup is overflowing. And so now David comes and says, it's in light of that. I'm not going to go through life bitter, but he says, there is a legacy that I'm leaving behind. And he says this, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now here's the legacy. David says, your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You see, the legacy he was leaving, leaving behind was that of a great reputation. David had failed, no doubt about it, but he had gotten things right with God. And you need to know that reputation is something that you can't buy. You don't get it by associating with the right people. It's really all about who you are when no one else is looking. You know, the Bible says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. Now, the question, of course, that we need to ask ourselves as we go through difficult times, whether participating or non-participating in the the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy, whether we have an outspoken opinion on what is happening in Ukraine or not, we need to realize that People look at us and they remember us for what we're known for. Putin is gonna be forever remembered for what he has done. But let me ask you this question. What kind of name do you have? You see, God wants you and I to have a great reputation, a great name, and I suppose that if anything, I wanna be known as a child of God. I've never met anybody who has been faithful to God to the end who has regretted it, never. I've seldom met a person who, when finishing school, said, I regret doing it. <laughs> now, possibly in the midst of the study, they had doubts, but when it was over, they were glad they hung in there. So why do we need to be faithful to God? Why be a person who is faithful in relationships? Because it's a blessing that God gives to those in his family. You see, to call yourself a child of God is one thing, but to be called a child of God by those who watch your life is another thing god wants you and i to have a great reputation surely goodness and mercy it says will follow you all the days of my life and uh, and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever now you see when it talks about goodness and mercy that's what god wants you and i to walk in it's what he wants us to exude out of us It means becoming a person of reliability Um, you see goodness is a word that brings over with reliability isn't that interesting it is god who is saying that my goodness shall follow you and the very character of god is his reliability this is the characteristic that he passes on to us who are his children and i'm not saying that people outside the family of god are not dependable but there is something unique to the character of God. And when we face even the valley of the shadow of death, God is faithful to his children. So I'm gonna talk on that a little bit more in the last quarter of the program tonight. Just before we take a break, we've got another caller calling in. The number is 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. And if you'd like prayer for anything, maybe you've got a situation with cancer or a financial situation, we love to pray for you. See so many answers to prayer when uh, when people are calling in and when they ask for help. So we're here to pray for you. Give us a call quickly. And before we go to the break, I'm going to talk to Susanna. Thanks for calling. How are you tonight?
6: I'm great, Mike. How are you?
1: Good, good. We only got a short moment here. So what is your thoughts tonight?
6: Okay, so I'm going to make it quick. So uh, regarding the convoy, I think the initial thing was great you know, it's great that someone wants to speak out and let the government know what their thoughts are. But yeah. after a while, uh, you know what, I kind of look at it is as uh, internal terrorism. And it's funny because when I talk to people, um, I know that there are people who live in Ottawa who are friends of mine, and they could not go home. They had to spend night in a hotel, at least one, because they couldn't cross the bridge to get to their home because the truckers had blockaded it. And the people that I was talking to said, that's a lie. The media is lying to me. I wasn't talking to the media. I was talking to the person who was being affected. But they believe that everything that is negative uh, that the truckers are doing is all a media circus and a lie. And that there's no truth to it at all. And that
7: So
1: let me ask you this, Susanna. Believe- Interesting balance. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So thank you. Do you think... What was the good that came out of the uh, Freedom Convoy? What would you say was the good?
6: I said the good is that the government realizes that uh, you know what we're tired of being told what to do, and that you know what I think that the government has made a mistake in how they communicated what they wanted us to do. I think that they originally had all the best interest at heart but nobody took the time to properly make sure that all the information that's being disseminated is in one accord. And I think okay. that's where, um, this everything is, is arising from is, you know, some people just don't want to be told what to do. So
1: even if Good it's point. No, I appreciate that. No, thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for bringing that other side. That's important. We get, we need to hear the other side and, um, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get this and, all figured and, out, this side of heaven.
6: I don't know. I don't think so. And with Russia, I just think we just need to pray, pray because, um, I don't know, I think the governments of the world should have done something long before now. It, it's a little late uh, for what they're attempting to do now.
1: Fair enough. Um, I think the bigger question is, You know, if they're going to stop Russia, do they risk things and uh, send in troops as a countermeasure? And is that going to light a powder keg that will blow everything up? Those are the big questions. So Susanna, you're right. We need to do, we need to pray. We need to pray. Pray. I got to run to the break. Thanks for calling, hope you have a great evening. All right. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbin. We're going to be back for the final 10
3: minutes in just a moment. Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible.
4: Real-life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv.
0: Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000.
1: Hey, we're glad you're with us and thanks to all who have been calling in tonight. And uh, I hope the program helps you a little bit as you process your thoughts. And uh, as we figure out that we don't, there is something that we can do. And many times we underestimate the power of prayer. But God does nothing but in answer to prayer. And one of the things that happens first and foremost when we pray is that God gets a hold of our own heart and he shapes it after his. And when I take time to be in his presence, that's where, wow, stuff happens. You see, David, who wrote the 23rd Psalm, would also write as he talked about life. He said, if there's one thing that I really desire, he said, I want to stay in the presence of God. Now, by that doesn't mean that you know he just sat on a chair and did nothing, twiddled his thumbs, but in his waking moments and in the way that he conducted himself, he said, "I don't want to quench God's spirit. I want to walk in His presence." And so he says, "Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life." And as we keep Jesus at the center of our life, His very characteristics uh, become ours. You see, goodness is God speaks of reliability. And here's the other thing. Mercy is is a beautiful word because, do you ever, you know, my wife used to. We had a room called the living room. There wasn't a lot of living done there, but it was where all the fancy uh, furniture and the knickknacks were, and and we weren't supposed to walk in there. But if I left my, if I snuck through the living room, it would leave a print because she vacuumed the carpet diagonally. She, uh, I often jokingly said my wife should have been a greenskeeper on a golf course, but the carpet always looked perfect except when my footprint was on it and I couldn't get away from it. But you know, if you want to erase the footprints that have happened in your life, you need God's mercy. God's mercy is him forgiving us for stuff that uh, we don't deserve forgiveness for. And that is the amazing picture that David leaves here. He says, your goodness and mercy will follow follow me all the days of my life. And i will dwell in the house of the lord forever so he said as i walk through life i want to be known for someone who is reliable a person of of incredible impeccable character and i also want to be known as a person who walks in the mercy of god because when you realize that god's been merciful to you you can cut slack to other people as well you know many times we want to hold the finger of condemnation over someone else they could have they should have done something better but we can offer forgiveness when we understand how Christ has forgiven us. Just some thoughts. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbano tonight. The number is 800 684 2848 or 883 5000. We've got uh, Joanne on the line. Hey, thanks for calling in tonight. How are you? Hello?
8: Hello, Joanne.
1: Are you there? I'm there. Are yes, you there? I'm
8: here.
1: That's two yes, of us yes, then. Yes, I
8: am. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. What I had a question on was um, I know that there is controversy and there's a lot of misinformation uh, about the truckers' convoy. The last caller had mentioned that, you know, she has known some people up there and they were blocked, the truckers were blocking. And I did hear her statement saying that um, the government had the the best interest, (laughs) which I don't believe they did because Trudeau, as I was informed, is very controversial, as I may say, because of the mm-hmm. fact that he, uh, uh, as you know, the land times and the New World Order. Well, he's a part of the New World Order globalist. As, as a lot of our governments are, so I don't understand how they can say that he had their best interest at heart. You know that to me that, that he has whose best
1: not, interest, whose best the, interest, the
8: citizens, the citizens of the, the of
1: country. Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I I can't, I can't speak for the prime minister because I don't know his heart. I can only, I can only go by what I'm seeing. And uh, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but my own opinion is that a lot of this could have been spared if there had been some dialogue, if there was a place for the common guy to share his opinion. I do think that what we've seen is for many people, things bubbled over and they just said enough's enough. And there's a lot of other silent supporters who, you know, regardless of what we think about the vaccine or masking, what was, I think, a struggle for many people is that our freedom, we were being told what we could do or not.
8: Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, what and that's what's happening
1: in Ukraine, recently. in Ukraine right now. I mean, yep. that's just, you know, mushroom to the nth degree. They have to stay and fight. And Putin is telling the Russians, you got to go in and kill them and destroy them so people are being told and to do things mm-hmm. yeah I'm and done.
8: that's what I, I i i truly believe that and as you can see everything's playing into the hands as i mentioned the new world order the globalist and you know if, if nobody believes that that's fine too but um it's all working out you know it, our our government for example in the states it's it's amazing how all of a sudden boom you know uh we're we're told in some states you know, you're going to lock down. You're going to have masks, and now we're told we're, the masks don't work. We're going to have to have N95, and now we're told it's okay not to have a mask. And all of a sudden, you know, because <laughs> of the election, I mean, you know, things are 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 showing themselves to be not true what they said in the beginning, as you as you can see.
7: And
1: but that's I don't believe where people is
8: are... any any kind of uh, citizens. Sure, he's he he might be, you know saying things right now but he's still under the mandate from what i hear i mean the mandate's still there the vaccine you know you got to get the shot in order to work in order to live it's like no that's my body my choice
1: okay joanne you've made some good points um not everybody's going to agree with you some are going to Mm -hmm. disagree but i'm glad you called in and spoke up that's okay And uh, we're done for tonight, so we're just going to wrap up here. Thanks for calling. Hope you call back again when you have a little more time to talk. We're on again next week. All right. Thanks, Joanne. Bye bye. So, as we uh, continue to journey through life, uh, lots of stuff that are still hanging out there. And I thought I could take the last minute and a half of the program tonight um, just to give us a word of comfort and a word of direction that, regardless of where we are at, It is God's goodness and mercy that David talked about that helps us to live need free and guilt free. Now, by that I'm saying is that God has promised to meet our deepest needs, not our greeds, but he has promised to to meet our needs, to be your present help in time of trouble, to be the one who will guide you even in the situations that you're dealing with today. Some of you are dealing with a relational issue, and it's been on gone unresolved and it's time tonight to deal with it. Maybe you're in a marriage that's falling apart and maybe you've contributed to it. And are you gonna own your part? I think that's what we're looking for with the Freedom Convoy. Who are people prepared to own their part? And let's sit down at the table and have a dialogue. I think that as we pray tonight, we need to be praying that people would sit down at the table, not only in Canada, but um and with the whole mask and vaccine mandate i just want to say a special thank you to our health care workers who have labored on the front line we need to hear from them they've given and expended so much we need to hear from them as well but i want to say thank you to them and uh, i wanted to say thank you to each of our callers who have called in representing a different perspective but i also am praying tonight for the people of ukraine that Politicians will sit at the table in dialogue. So as we go tonight, I want to encourage you, you can join us for church at North End Church or watch us online, northendchurch.ca. But let's pray right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for peace in the earth. I pray, Father, that uh, you'd be with the people of Ukraine, that lives would be spared, that this war would come to such a sudden halt, that people would realize that it's only the hand of God. We ask this. In the name of Jesus,
0: amen. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.